Hello, everybody. Welcome to our podcast this week. And this week, we have the privilege of having the lovely, beautiful Sheila Sutherland with us. And uh, uh, Sheila is a certified social and emotional intelligent coach. And she da- uh, she guides people through the process of shifting their emotions, their mindsets, and behaviors to increase the level of success, both personally and professionally. And uh, Sheila, I want to thank you so much for joining us today. I know you were away and then, you know, we had all this time difference but she's back now in the PST time zone and we connected and I'm also leaving for Bali soon so this is just like so great that we got together to do this podcast before I leave um I just want to welcome you to our podcast on on the dip talks we like to talk about how spirituality is part of our daily life because I think that people always think, oh, spirituality has to be over there. I have to go to some mountain or I have to go, you know, meditate in the forest. And spirituality is just part of your daily life. Like, how are you interacting with the person that's in front of you? How are you eating your food? Uh, how are you cooking the food? How are you sweeping the floor? And so I like to bring uh, different guests on and just uh, we talk a little bit about, um, you know, your journey. Of course, we're going to ask you to introduce yourself and tell us about about yourself and how um, it's led you to this path where you are helping and guiding people to find, you know, the success within themselves and to find that the the their true self because you know there's so much going on in the world where there's there's a lot of um pain and there's a lot of suffering and it's really hard through all that sometimes to find ourselves so it's great when I have people like Sheila because that's what I've been doing too is try and help people and give them some tools that's helped me and then through helping them with the tools it still continues to help the planet and everybody you know that we interact with so without further ado Sheila Thank you so much, Deborah. It's such a pleasure uh, to be here. And yes, like you say, we've been working on this, I think, for at least a couple of months, <laughs> trying to get, us <laughs> yeah, to here. get together. <laughs> but I'm so glad that, you know, between me being in the UK and then you going to Bali, we've been able to be in the t- same time zone for a wee bit of time. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes. So happy to have you. You. And share your uh, your journey with us, you know, what happened and how you got to this place. And then we'll have some interview questions, but yeah, give you, give you an opportunity to share with us. Oh my goodness. I have to try to give you the cliff notes version. So we're not here like all day. <laughs> it feels like my, my journey has, it's been a roller coaster. I mean, let's be honest. Um, you know, there, there's been some high highs. There's been some definite deep lows that I've had to go through. And you know, when you look at it from uh, like a spirituality perspective, I mean, I grew up in a very religious household. So that was kind of just always part of life, you know, and not that as a kid, I really, you know, I fully understand it. Not really. It was just what we did. Right. And, you know, we went to church every Sunday, we said our prayers, we said grace, you know, it was just what I was brought up with. And I know in my teenage years, like every teenager does, we start questioning. And it, well, why are we doing this? Why this? Why that? And I mean, I give it to my mom. She she did the best she could in giving me answers. But I was one of those children that was constantly asking why. Like I was annoying. I know I was, you know, why, 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 why? <laughs> I was kind of like that, that seagull that you constantly hear, you know, outside your window kind of thing. And she must have been totally frustrated. And I know at, at some point I just stopped asking. 
because yeah. I, I wasn't getting satisfied with the answers that I was getting. And, you know, not in, for any particular reason. It was just something inside me. It was kept just going, I don't know. Yeah, I, you know? I'm listening to your story and it's like I could copy paste it because oh, yes. it was exactly my story. <laughs> Growing up in a Christian home, I had to pray every night, say grace, go to church on Sundays. And then I started questioning when I became a teenager, but why, you know, but why do I have to go to, to through the priest to get to God? Why can't I just access God? Yes. And these questions would take me on my journey. So go ahead. So wonderful. Yeah. You know, and I, and that's why I love this type of a platform where we can talk like this because we have all of a sudden we realize we're not alone. No, you know, other people think the same way we do or have kind of traveled a similar path. And it's, you know, it's eye opening and it's mind opening, uh, realizing that because we can get very encapsulated in our lives, thinking thinking that it's just only me, we're, we're alone in this. And yet we all, you know, we all share most of the same stories. That's why I love storytelling. It's one of my favorite things to do. Well, and I think, honestly, uh, I think that's an art that we are kind of losing in a way. So that's mm-hmm. why I, I love the idea of podcasts, right? Because you look culturally, you yes. know, <laughs> even go back to caveman days, especially the women in the tribes always yes. sat around the fire and shared the stories. stories. That's how, that's how our, our culture, our history, our everything got passed exactly. down. It wasn't in books. It, you no. know, we did eventually get to writing on cave walls and, you know, whatnot. <laughs> but it was, it was that sharing of stories. It was that coming together. It was having that moment of sharing energy. Yes. And I think as much as I love technology, I do. Yes. I have my, I have my toys. I love my thing. You know, I love technology yes. and what yes. it does for us. It insulates us in some ways that we're not having that one-on-one. We're not sitting I mean, yes, we, we are sitting here together. We have a little bit of a screen in front of us and we have distance yes. between us. And I'm appreciative yes. of that. But we also have to have those moments where we share space, where yes. we get together, yes. we're face to face, we're sharing that intimate contact with other people to share our stories. And I think that is so important, especially, you know, like you say, from a, a spirituality standpoint. You know, some people, there may be some people listening to this. They're like, oh, well, I'm not religious. I don't know if I'm spiritual. I don't know if I believe in anything. And just that, that coming together and and sharing energy and sharing stories that in itself is a spiritual experience Experience, because you're giving and you're getting, there's this exchange happening. And when you look at it from a neuroscience perspective, we are a f- every person we come into contact with, we affect in some way. Yes. And if we know that we are affecting other people's neurons, we're affecting other people's emotions, we're affecting how they're going to show up in their world after having that time with Interaction, us. Interaction, yeah. Yeah, I think that we're going to be a little more conscious a little more aware, a little bit, you know, not that we have to, oh, we have to watch our words, but you know, it's a responsibility. 
it's a responsibility and to and to have a small little bit of responsibility that you are influencing some all the people around you and would you rather influence them negatively or positively and that's the decision and responsibility you have and yeah it's really amazing what you're saying because it's true in the sitting together around the fire telling your story it's an opportunity to be heard and it's an opportunity to hear yourself as well and it's an opportunity to hear others an opportunity to see like you said we're not so insulated and we're not so alone in our story and in our struggles is but it's a collective and and also sitting around the fire usually um had elders so the elders usually showing you like I survived. I'm still here. Exactly. All those things made me wiser. All those things made me. And that's why I think it's a little bit um, sad in our society, how we going away from like, everybody wants to look young. <laughs> I'm like, okay, but there's something beautiful when you see an aged woman or even man and you know the wisdom and all the experiences is all in your face and now you want to cut that away it's like a little bit sad again another way of insulating yourself or making yourself different from the collective and it's like but that's nature nature intended it to be like that and so if you taking it away then you're really robbing yourself from something that nature intended for you to have yeah, robbing ourselves, robbing the, like you say, the younger generations, because, I, yeah, I, you know, I, I get it. We all, we all want to look good. You yes. know, we all want to feel good. We all want, we, there was that saying that, um, uh, you know, beauty and youth is wasted on the young. On the young, because <laughs> you don't know. I mean, it's, it's funny, but you know, this is all part of the mental body. It's like, exactly. if you, if you, if you truly hear now, this is your best self. That you're ever going to be so what you're trying to compare yourself to like 10 years ago it's doesn't make any sense it's like it's no. it's not a good use of your energy and your time so if you're constantly staying in the now you'll always know that whatever i am now is the best version of me because you know only now is real the past doesn't exist anymore so you know well this and goes our, in all of our experiences way. rather they were you know good challenging indifferent Everything has value. Everything is a chapter in our book of life that we are writing, yes. you know, and I mean, think of the books that you read every day. You know, you sit down at the end of the night, you, you want to pull out a good book. You want to escape for a little bit. Your characters always have ups and downs. There's a challenge. There's the hero's story. There's the journey they go through. There's the triumph at the end. And maybe some of them didn't triumph, but it's, that's us. All the right. characters. That's, yes, we're all those characters. We're all those experiences. Yes. And I think we discount them in some way as not important. Yeah. This is a great segue into um, a question that I want to ask you is like, so how do we become our own superhero? Oh, my goodness. Yes. And that's something I had to learn the hard way. Like, like many, many superheroes. It's like, life, yay. Right? Yes. And I want to tell our listeners that it doesn't matter who you are today, but there has been something in your life where you have been a superhero to someone. Yes. Just take it, take yes. it, you know? Yes. You don't, you don't know. And I think that's one of the, the mysteries in life and the most beautiful things in life is you, you don't know who's watching you. You don't know what information they're gleaning from you. And as I'll, I'll get into the superhero part in just a second, but just one thing I wanted to add in there is like, I used to be a high school teacher. And so I'm, you know, I'm dealing with probably 
two, 300 kids a day, right there. That's a lot of personalities. That's a lot of characters, you know, that I'm dealing with. And it's all teenagers. Hormones raging. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Don't even get me started on the hormones. (laughs) If I, if I knew then what I know now, it would have been a whole different story, but you know, but you know, it's, you don't, you hope you're making an impact, but you just don't, you don't know for sure. Right. Cause you're getting them through the year. You're moving on to the next batch the next year and so on and so forth. But I, I remember this one moment where probably about five or ish or more years later, I got a letter from one of my very first students and, you know, and she's, and she just talked about how much I impacted her, how, what I said in the classroom actually changed her whole direction of what she was going to study in university and where she was going to go from there. And I mean, it just gives me goosebumps now, just even talking about it. Like it's, you don't know what little, what you think might be so insignificant. Like it's like, Oh, no one wants to hear this, but how it's going to land on somebody else. And it could, you could be their superhero because you are saying the, the, the words or something that they just needed to hear in that moment. And, and then they have that light bulb go on over their head and you're like, yes, that's it. That's the, that's the sign that I've been yeah. asking for and I've been waiting for. And then they can, they can throw their superhero cape on and out they go. And when you look at doing that for yourself, because Yes, this this world does can can kind of lead us to make us feel like we're very alone. Yeah. And I think a lot of times, and especially women, we have a tendency to always like, oh, someone's gonna come and save me. You know, and it, it's you it's know like what? it's Fairy like tales have ruined us for that. Yeah, it's, <laughs> I remember <laughs> myself in the when I was like I think thirteen or fourteen. I was reading this book. It's about this guy on the white horse, and I used yes. to imagine that I, like it's so society kind of does that for us. Like you know, the man's gonna come and save you. The man. <laughs> it's like, and then I learned over the years. It's like, uh huh. I have to save myself, and then I can be okay. <laughs> Well, and and that's the point, right? We have we have to be able to do for ourselves. We can't always be looking to the outside world for yeah. whatever validation. And it's not fair to the man. Need. It's not fair to the men because no. we have these expectations that's not real. They 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 made up imaginary. And if the men don't, you know, hold up to those expectations, well, then we leave them or whatever we want to do. But it's like you have to take a look within yourself and say, what am I doing? What's my part? Yeah. Again, that responsibility. Yeah, what's the, like, you're, you're setting the guys up for failure. Yeah. If they know that every relationship they come in, they're expected to be the white knight on the on the shining horse, <laughs> and, you know, with their sword, and I'm going to fight all your battles. Oh, black guy on a white horse. Yeah, yes. With muscles. <laughs> when, yeah, however you envision it. Um, it's just, you know, like you say, we're setting them up for failure because you know what? They have their own challenges that they they have to be their own superhero too. Yeah. You know, they can't be theirs and yours. Like that's a lot of pressure, you know, that we, especially in relationships that we have a tendency to, to put on our partners. And so, like you say, it's, it's a responsibility thing. It's like, okay, you know what? I've made this mess somehow. Mm. Uh, say, say it's a financial mess you've gotten yourself into. We've, I think we've all been there at some point. We've made some bad decisions. We Maybe we, we went into something with the good intention and it didn't work out and it cost us a little bit more than we expected. But you know what? It's up to us to dig ourselves out of it. 
What can you do now to turn that around? What have you learned from this that now that you can do differently? You can't expect that somebody's going to come in and sweep you off your feet and take care of it for you. You know what? That would be wonderful. Uh, you know what? I'd never say no. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes it lasts for a little while, but it never lasts for long. No. And because it, nobody else can to, carry that burden for you. Yeah. You have to be able to learn to stand on your own. And mm. yeah, it's not fun. And yeah, it can be hard and challenging. But you know, when you get through that process and you will get through it, yeah, you can look back and go, I did that. Give yourself that, you know, the pat on the back yeah. and it, it helps in building our own self-confidence. It helps us in, you know, we've taken our power back. We, we feel like we're not uh, like at the mercy of anything out there in the world. Like it's, we are participating. We have that responsibility. We have that say in what happens. It's that consciously creating our lives. We're yes. not just letting life happen. Happen to us. When you said that, um, tap yourself, you know, on the shoulder when you've done something good. It just triggered something in me because I think what happens for most of us is we're always looking for the next thing. We're never fully appreciating where we are and who we are in the moment and all our accomplishments that has brought us here. So I think if anybody's listening out there, you know, there, there has been many things in your life that you've been your own superhero. You, you just have to remember it, right? And if you remember it and embody it, then when the next challenge comes along, you can draw strength from that. But when we are constantly looking just outside of ourselves or to the next thing or to the next thing, and I always have to achieve and always have to achieve, there might be a reason why you feel you have to always achieve because sometimes we get lost in thinking achievement uh, gives us worthiness. So, you know, if you're struggling with, you can't like, just as we're talking, like you're talking to, to us about the superhero thing. And I'm like, all of a sudden I had this, like, I was like, oh my God, there has been a ton of things in my life that I have been my own superhero. And I'm, it's so wonderful that I'm remembering them. So I invite everybody that's listening to just take a moment and remember when you've been your own superhero, because there was many times in your life and stop worrying about when you have to be the next time or the next time, just embody it now, be here, be now and feel that. And when you have that feeling, then you can use it for the next time when you need it. Right. Cause it's that. Well, and yeah, one thing I'll, I'll a little exercise I'm, I would, I'm going to encourage people to do. And it's what I usually have my clients to do if this is an area that they're struggling. So yes, you're yeah. talking about, okay, I'm now, in this conversation you're remembering get yes. those written down Ooh, write them down somewhere rather you keep you know i what i've done is i've asked some of my clients and i've done it myself too it's put a single one on a post-it and have a wall whether it's in your office in your bedroom or whatever put the little post-its up of everything that you felt like you've accomplished everything that you are proud of yourself for doing as uh, so i say so so sometime when you were your own superhero put them up there because those times are going to come up where you're going to go, I've done nothing with my life. Why am I here? Mm. And yeah. then you can go and stand in front of that wall and remind yourself. Because it's mm. hard to bring those thoughts back in the moment. When, when you're you in the negative. Ah, yeah. Okay, that's a great tip. Thank you for that. So I'm going to do that proactive. too. So now that yeah. we're talking about it now, like you said, you had some come up. Someone who's listening. Yeah, to I had a time oh, coming up. Yeah. I'm going to write them down. Get them written down now before 
because we know two seconds later they're going to be gone. Now they're going to yes, exactly. Especially like as we get into the mother age. <laughs> yes, right. So get them written Thoughts down, however, yeah. however you want to, but don't like write them down and shove them into a drawer never to be seen from again. Have them somewhere where you know that when the time comes when you need them, you can pull them out and they're your support. Wow. That's maybe great maybe you write them you. down and you screenshot it and you put it as your, your backdrop on your laptop or on your phone or just somewhere where it's quick and easy access. So in those times, I can go, I need to give myself a little pick me up. Oh, right. What? Oh, yeah, I did that. Oh, that. Yeah, that was amazing. And remember how you felt in that moment. Mm. Evoke that emotion as you are remembering that that moment. And I'll tell you, you'll you'll walk out of there like you're doing the Wonder Woman Superman pose and you're going to be like, yeah, you know, I'm doing good. I'm, I'm, yes. I'm rocking this thing called life. And you can you can shift it just like that. Yes. And sometimes that sounds very simplistic. But sometimes those answers it are. Is, yeah, sometimes it is just so simple. But we're trying to make it so complicated, right? Yes. Oh, my goodness. Yes. yes. And also to remember that talking about when we are in a negative state or thinking negatively. I mean, these are part, th these things are part of life. Like it seems the human condition, we go up and down a little bit, up and down a little bit. Uh, one of the things that's important to know is just to practice. That's why I always um, invite people to, to have a meditation routine, because when you practice meditation, then you can also practice to watch these ups and downs, the, the ebbs and the flows, because life is full of ebbs and flows. It always has been, it always will be. But when you understand that you are the one that's observing that, that you are not those lows and even those highs, that you are the one that's observing that and you get to have an experience of that, but it's not really truly who you are, then you can also have a better chance to let it pass without getting too lost, yes. you know, or losing your reactions. Exactly. So if that helps you as well, it's just in those moments where you have those low moments and you've looked at your mirror and you've looked at your note, what you've pasted there. And if you're still struggling, it's just like, if you can bring just the breath in and just watch and observe those sensations and they will pass because no sensation can last forever. So, right. you know, and the, and the sooner you actually let go of them, the sooner they will go. Yes. But the more we harp on them, the more we think, oh, it's so bad, it's so bad, the more we're creating it. Oh, yeah. You can you can choose to marinate in it. You know, which <laughs> I love that. <laughs> not really fun. Uh, or like you say, you can like the, one of the what I what I consider my own personal opinion, uh, one of the top competencies of emotional intelligence is self-awareness. Mm -hmm. And that's usually where I start with everybody, because a lot of time I just find that we're not taught what that means. You know, I was just going to say, can we elaborate on that for the audience? Yeah, like it's, it, you're kind of like, well, what do you mean by self-awareness? Well, and you talked about the feelings, the sensations, and that's one of the first things to start. And I usually ask people to start a journal that when they're, you know, you're getting you know upset or you're getting riled up about something, there's usually a sensation somewhere in your body. You know, is it your stomach? Is it your chest? Is it your throat that's getting tight or your, your shoulders, your, your neck? Like, where are you feeling it? Because usually for your body, it's going to be that way every time. Yeah. And so once you can start connecting that feeling to what comes next, which could be you blowing up in some way, and then you're having, like you say, having that knee jerk reaction, getting, uh, you know, your emotions start to run wild with you. And then when, once that happens, 
no conscious thought happens and you just can't, you can't access that part of your brain. But once you start recognizing where that feeling is, and I say for me, when I know I'm at that point, I feel it right here in my upper chest. I feel like I can't get air in or, and it feels like, uh, you know, that, oh, I'm on the verge of crying. Like I can feel it starting to rise. Yeah. I know at that point, okay, I need to step out from whatever I'm in. And, you know, and I've, I've told that to my partner, if I get to that point, I need to step away for a second, compose myself, and I'll come back to this conversation. But if I yeah. keep going, this conversation is not going to go out- in a it's direction not, and we're not, not going to have a result. good outcome. Yeah, exactly. it's not going to be the result that we neither of us want. Okay. So becoming yeah. aware of yourself, mm. how you react to certain emotions to certain feelings, and then making a choice. Yes. All about choice. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Sometimes you may choose, you know what? I'm not going to act positive today. Yeah. Hey, if you've made that choice, then you also take responsibility for what the outcome For the is. outcome. Exactly. That's what I need to also, uh, you know, really bring home here is that whatever you choose, whether that's negative or positive, you're going to be the reciprocant. You're going to get that back, basically. Yeah. So, so then it will probably hopefully encourage you to make positive decisions more because you know you're going to get that back because I think people are pleasantly surprised when uh you know when stuff comes to them that's not so good and mm-hmm. it's like okay but what did you do what was your part and I see that a lot when my kids were younger with the kids you know they will try to tell the story from their point of view but yes. luckily I've always I've taught them can you see it from a different point of view because your that's point of view is not the truth yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that's a really great, that's, again, in the same, um, in the same kind of vein as self-awareness, when you become aware that it's your point of view that creates your feelings, thoughts, emotions, and so on, then if you wanted a different outcome, then perhaps the power lies in you changing your Where's the shift? Where can it happen? Right? But you need to make the choice. And a lot of us, because we're not aware, we don't even know we have a choice, so we don't make a choice, so we keep having the same. So this is a very great little um, conversation here for people. It's very simple. You have a choice. You have to take responsibility if you want a different outcome. Well, and exactly, and like you said before, we have a tendency to overcomplicate things. We mm-hmm. think we think that change has to be hard. So we're like, oh, well, then I don't want to do change because change is hard, and I don't like doing hard things. Our brain doesn't like doing hard things; it just doesn't. But if we realize, you know, really the answers are usually very simple. Mm. And once, like you say, once we can see that and just it's it's like making that tiny little course correction. You know, you you think of an airplane when it takes off because, you know, we've both. Well, I've just gotten off of them and you're going to be just getting <laughs> on one. You yeah. think of that when they, you know, dial it in of what dur- what heading that they're going to go on. If they just course correct by like half a degree they're going to end a different up direction. in a completely different country yes <laughs> you know yes so you think about that that if you just course correct just a little bit you can have a completely different outcome on the other end and it's all about that choice so it doesn't have to be big and grandiose and hard it can be tiny and slight and just I'm just going to try this one little this one percent difference yes but in the end it's going to make 
all the difference. All the difference. Yeah, great. Uh, Sheila, I just want to touch a little bit about uh, on why gratitude is the foundation for a happy life. Let's let's talk a little bit about uh, your thoughts on that. Oh my goodness. Well, th this is essentially where I started. When I look at my my journey and I had made the decision that some something had to change in my life. I didn't like the direction it was going. I didn't like me at that moment. I'm like, if I don't like me, how can anyone else like me? Like, I just, I did, I was just like, ah, I just don't even want to be around myself. And I realized that it wasn't anything outside that had to change. I had to change. And I started looking, okay, well, what does that mean? You know, and because that seems like, again, like we try to overcomplicate, what is that going to look like? And somewhere along the line, and I can't even remember where this whole idea of gratitude came to me. I mean, I, I mean, I'd heard about it, but I never, it wasn't a practice. I didn't really truly understand what it yeah. meant by ha like being in gratitude and living that way. So I start that that's where I started. I was like, okay, I'm going to start writing down three things I'm grateful for today. So I started that way and I was like, okay. And it's, it felt like a little bit of a chore at first and till it becomes a habit. And then you're, and then you start realizing as you are focusing, cause you're like, Oh, I got to by the, by tonight, I have to have three things I'm grateful for. And it's like four o'clock in the afternoon and I'm not grateful for anything. No. Yes. So then you start looking and you start training your brain to look for things that you're grateful for. So, and then that through that process, you eventually don't have to be, Oh, I must look it automatically will start doing it and it becomes an unconscious habit. And you are then start, then you start realizing, Oh, I'm now living my life from a place of gratitude. This is causing me to show up differently. I am calmer. I am, I feel more at peace. Uh, ooh, heaven forbid, I'm actually feel happier. <laughs> you know? oh, wow. Like you start seeing the benefits. Yeah. And, I really think that when we have that foundation of, of training ourselves for the, even on the days when you're like, really, yeah. the only thing I'm grateful for is uh, maybe I woke up. That's yeah. a huge thing yeah. to be grateful yeah. for. So yeah. yeah, you know what? Because I can grateful guarantee for that. that you're not the only one that's grateful for that. Yes. Even yes. though it's, as sometimes we get very wrapped up in our own story and in our own minds, you know, we we realize that there's somebody else who's also grateful that you woke up today. Yes. Yes, and, exactly. And I find the lot, the more we do this, the, the more we build that foundation, the stronger, like we build, you look at the way they build houses. We're not building houses on beds of sand. We we put concrete in there, we put foundation. Bar in there. We put other different materials, right? We add to it. We make it stronger so it can withstand the hurricanes, the earthquakes, the strong winds of life. And it helps us in those times when we we are going to have those down spirals because those do happen, right? Yes. We we it's hard to avoid those part of life. But when if we know that our foundation is strong, and we're in a down spiral, we know how to reverse it. We again, we know how to make that shift. We know how to make that tiny little course correction. Like, what is it that it, that does it for you? Like, everybody has their thing that can change their their mental and their emotional state quickly for some people it's getting outside for some people it's turning on my favorite song uh for some people it's just 
getting up and move. Maybe I need to go for a run, go for a walk, or just dance like a crazy chicken, uh, you know, around the house, like whatever it is for you. Yeah. Do that, make that shift. And then I'm grateful that I, I have that, that, that strategy to be able to help me out of this. Right. And it's evoking that emotion, right? So whatever it is that you're grateful for, feel it. Don't just, Oh, I'm grateful for this, this, and this, like I'm rattling off a list. Feel it and embody it. it. Yeah. Feel it, embody it because that goes deeper into that foundation. It creates more strength in it and your body will automatically go, ah, this is what we do in these moments. Yes. And I like what you said about when you have the discipline of every day, writing three days or uh, four things down that you're grateful for. What you're also doing is like you said here, you're rewiring your brain. And then what I love even more is after you start to rewire the brain to look more for the optimistic things, you know, for the, for, for the love, for whatever it is that lightness, more lightness in your life. And then you have more optimism, as you said, there's more resilience so that when those bad times, because they do come, it doesn't matter who you are. Those things are, those days are going to come where you don't feel good. You are on this negative spiral, but at least you'll have some resilience from the practice, from the foundation, as you said. So it might sound simple. Like I've done this for 25 years, trying to tell people this about meditation, how simple it is to sit for 15 minutes or 20 minutes a day. But you cannot imagine the resilience you're going to get from this for your entire life, for the foundation that you're going to build. So when tragedy comes, because they do come, because we're human, we have a beginning, we have an end in the body. So well, tragedy we can't comes. control what happens in the outside world. No. The only thing we control is our reaction. Exactly. So so make up your mind and give yourself that foundation by doing something small every day. I say this a lot in my yoga class when people, I always say to people, I don't want you to, to do a lot and only come once in a while. I want you to do a little and come every day. Consistency. Because that, that's what rewires your brain. And that's what's going to help you to have resilience, which creates optimism. So as you're moving forward in your life, things on the outside are still going to happen, but you can have the foundation to deal with them better, you know, to deal with them from a place of more presence, more awareness. And um, once you do that, then you're going to see you're going to reduce how long it lasts, and you'll also reduce the pain and the suffering because they always say, you know, pain is inevitable, but suffering is a choice. Yes. yes. <laughs> and that's the what you have in your hand if you if you um build this uh you know foundation of like even I I just love you know you reminding me again today because I actually did practice that a long time three times three things or even seven things a day that I'm going yeah, to do and then you get busy yeah. you know you get busy but that would be something nice to start again and just keep building that resilience you know keep building that resilience because sometimes talking going back to talking about being becoming your own superhero sometimes it's hard to see yourself as your own superhero because you have not been saying you know have those moments of gratitude for yourself that you you know even woke up this morning that you decided to to meditate that you decided to nourish your body with good food you know these are all things that can 
that can fall under that category. So it doesn't have to be big things out there, like how the movies portray the superheroes, you know, it's just like be your own superhero in your own little way. And you never know, again, what Sheila said earlier on, you never know how what you do and the good things you do for yourself is going to affect the people that you come into, into um, have interactions with. So you're always, you know, you're giving it, uh, you're passing it on. Oh, definitely. And the, the part that for me that I, that had the biggest, I think one of the biggest impacts for me is I would do this and go through, like I would, and it would be the end of the day, I would go through my day and say, okay, I was really grateful that this happened and, you know, and why, and I would, you know, have this conversation with myself while I'm laying in bed. Yeah. And I really liked doing that at the end of the day, like that as the last conscious thing I did before I fell asleep because that's now priming my brain to focus on that while I'm sleeping while I'm sleeping and, and waking I'm up with that. that and I found that I started falling asleep faster okay. I wasn't staring at the ceiling you know counting sheep and counting the dots on the ceiling forever <laughs> you know I, I I now got it to that I trained my body that I once once I get to that you know state of doing it I can be asleep probably in about five minutes wow and right. I've tested it. I've, I've got my Fitbit that'll tell me when I fall as, fell asleep. And I, I, I'll be like, okay, I started doing this meditation at, you know, 1035. And it says by 1040, I was out. So, yeah. right. you know, so it's, it's a really great way, again, as a, even as a way of self care for yourself. Like, as I know, a lot of people at the end of the night, they want to ruminate and beat themselves up over what maybe happened during the day. But that then affects your sleep, which then affects your next day, which is going to yes. affect the people that you like. You talk that ripple effect. So yes. let's let's create that ripple effect, consciously create it to have a positive one. So let's yes. start by tonight. What did you know? What went well in my day? What am I grateful for? Why am I grateful for it? Just sit there and picture that and and feel that emotion. Fall yes. asleep. Allow that to like I say seep into the next day and see where those ripples go yeah. and you know what it, it's not going to happen overnight okay this is a practice it takes time to train the body to train the mind mm. so and i'm sure you've talked with people with and know, the brain is totally yoga. unruly the yeah, you're brain's not, so not unruly just... it doesn't want to it doesn't want discipline but yet in the no. discipline comes the freedom <laughs> no, our brain likes things that are easy and because mm. like i said any slight change even little ones and what brain... it knows and the brain wants to only do the things it knows because and anything that's outside of its comfort zone, it says no, because yes. it doesn't know anything. Not, but then when I like, I can tell you thousands of yoga classes that I have done, my brain has said, mm, no, don't do it. And then I, because I already know that story. It's like, I just yeah. continue to do it every single time I've done it has yeah. been amazing. And then, but like, still, oh, man, uh, still glad. the next time will come and the brain will say, yeah. uh, and then you, you, so if you're listening out there, people, you must understand <laughs> it's a practice, like Sheila said. So it's not okay today you decide and then your brain is just going to cooperate. No, you have to every moment decide and every moment you have to show the brain and you will expand so much. You have no idea how much more there is to expand because we are infinite beings and we're having an, a, finite experience through the body but 
if you don't listen to your mind in this where you're creating a foundation for discipline, you're going to see the freedom is going to come eventually. And you're going to have experiences that are going to be so uplifting and soul nourishing. You know, and you're going to become so resilient and you'll live your life with much more optimism. So it's definitely worth it to um, to create these little daily things. And they don't take a lot of time. So we hope that you're going to do that. Sheila, I want to thank you so much for coming and sharing with us all this love and togetherness. And, you know, like I agree with you totally. It's so important to come together. That's why I'm on my way actually to Bali um, to have a retreat after COVID. We couldn't have it for so long. And it's just looking so forward to being together in, you know, face to face, energetically doing creating and experiencing together and growing together and we really amazing yeah (laughs) we really need it so much as a society so you know if you're listening out there go to a yoga class go to a meditation class you know just be with people and share the love that you are and receive the love that you're going to to get from being with others. Um, we're, we're definitely going to invite Sheila again because uh, I still wanted to talk to you about, you know, um, PSTD and chronic illness and trauma, but we're going to make another time with that. Yes. So I'm going to talk to you. I can't believe how fast you. this time has gone. I know, time just <laughs> goes, but we, we'd love to have you back. And when I'm back in, in March, I'll reach out yes. and we'll organize to do, because I really would love to talk um, and have you talk to our audience about PSD and chronic illness and trauma and so on, and how you can diagnose it into something, what you can do to create a positive um, yes. something about, you know, around that in your life, because it's possible. Many people are doing it, it have done possible. it. So that's going to be coming up later this uh in a couple of months um sheila thank you so much i love and appreciate you and what you do and just sharing you know uh how to become your own superhero it's been so wonderful Uh, i hope the listeners for me i was like oh i'm like i I remember all the things i'm going to make my notes i'm going to go back to doing my gratitudes every night and um so thank you for being such a shining light uh for our community for the people around and oh, we will talk so to you Deborah. again. I appreciate you so much. Uh, yes, and I can't wait to, to have a chat with you again. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye.